come to share another message from the theme don't let your anger cause you to sin don't let your anger cause you to sin from the book of Ephesians the fourth chapter we want to look at verse 20 down to the end of that chapter but ye have not so learned the Mishiach, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Yeshua, that ye put off concerning the former conversations the old man, which is corrupt according unto the deceitful us, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after Yah is created in righteousness and true holiness, Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may be have to give to him that has need. Let no corrupt communications come out or proceed from your mouth, but that which is good to the youth of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Ruach Kakadish of Yahuwah, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Yahuwah, for the Mishiach's sake, has forgiven you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Father, we bless you this morning. We praise and glorify your holy name. We welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit to come in among us. Teach us, lead and guide us. Bring back to our heart, our minds, those things that we've already studied. And use this message for your glory. Transform hearts and minds. Reach the loss of this world that they would turn and repent of their sins and seek Christ as Savior of their lives. We thank you this morning. We bless you and we give you glory in Christ's name we pray. Amen. The Bible tells us and shares with us in this particular discourse, Paul writes to the church at Ephesus. And in writing to the church, he reminds them of their unity as Christians and as believers in Christ and things that they ought to be doing and things that they ought not to be doing. Even Christ tells us in the word of God in Matthew the 44th verse, five, the 5th chapter in the 44th verse, he says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. So even the Savior himself understood that there's going to be times in our lives that somebody's going to make us angry. But how we deal with anger determines how we overcome anger. People will make you so mad you will want to literally strangle them. But the Bible tells us, hold your peace and let God fight your battle. Let him deal with the issues of this world and with people who want to create atrocities and problems and and, and, and all of these ungodly behaviors toward you. Yes, yes. To avoid the sin of anger, you must have 
the mind of Christ. For the Bible tells us in Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ our Lord and our Savior. So, so, so what is the mind and why is the mind so important? Because the devil can play tricks on the mind. The mind is the seat of the faculties, including the cognitive aspects such as consciousness, imagination, perception, thinking, intelligence, and judgment. It is the language and the memory as well as the non-cognitive aspects such as the emotions and the instinct. That houses and makes up the mind. The mind is the will, the emotions, the character, and the intellect of each and every individual. Put off the formal man, the Bible tells us and shares with us, in this context. Because the mind of the old man is what creates a lot of the disturbances and issues and problems within our lives. But whenever we seek God and put our faith and trust in him, he gives us the power and the ability to overcome the attacks of the devil. To overcome the actions of evil. So he says there, put off the old nature, corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So the behaviors of the flesh are not good. And they create issues and problems for us. So God says, whenever you receive Christ, you have to lay that down. Say so you can have the mind of carnality or you can have the mind of spirituality. There is a difference. The carnal man seeks the things of the flesh. The spiritual mind and man seeks the things of the spirit. And thereunto God says, seek the spirit, follow the spirit, and do the things of the spirit. If the body says, I want to go east, and the spirit says, I'm going west, just follow the spirit, the body will come right along. It has no choice. So Paul tells the church in this particular chapter, he said, you have learned and heard of Christ to put off the former conversations in the old man that is corrupt in the deceitful lust. And he goes on to say, but be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And, and, and then he goes on, he says, and that ye may put on the new man, which after God or Yahuwah is created in righteousness and true holiness. So he says, walk in holiness. Live in holiness and allow holiness to saturate you and control you by the things of God. He goes on and he tells us that anger will create a lot of problems for you. If you let anger overpower you, it will take advantage of you and you will find yourself doing something that you regret. Murder is a result of anger. People doing all of these devilish and evil things are a result of their anger. Anger is the powerful emotion that people feel from time to time when someone or something frustrates and annoys them. As I said before, anger will make you want to strangle somebody to death if you don't have control of it. Anger, anger creates hostility. Sometimes people get angry with you and they will hold it for years and years and years and let me tell you when somebody is angry and they hold it for years and years and years and years the person who they're angry at has the power and all of the control so release anger and let it go because it's not going to help you all it's going to do is keep you frustrated and angry and mad and the person that you're angry and mad with they don't ask for forgiveness they don't repent it and move it on with their life and there you sit holding that anger 
Father, forgive me for any anger that I'm harboring in my heart for anybody. Because I am not allowing the power of God to manifest and overtake the demons associated with anger. Bible tells us and shares with us in this particular chapter. He says uh, in verse 25, Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man the truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Then he says, be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. He says, the devil is out to get you. You're going to be angry. Even the Savior himself was angry. He got upset. And not only did he get upset, there were reasons and validated reasons for his anger. Wise man once said and asked the question, uh, what is anger? He gave a beautiful answer in his disclosure. He said, it is the punishment we give ourselves for somebody else's mistake. So the next time you get angry, remember that you punish yourself because you're upset with somebody else. Someone said, anger is nothing more than the outward expression of hurt fear and frustration so why let that boil up inside of you and control you and make you depressed and sick to the point even at play at times to death people die because they didn't get a heart attack and just drop dead because they're mad at somebody so how do we deal with anger how do we overcome the anger of this world christ gives us a perfect example when you look at mark the third chapter the first six verses it says and he in it Again into the synagogue, here's Christ, and a man was there with a withered hand. And they were watching him to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they may accuse him. And he said unto the man with the withered hand, get up and come forward. And he said unto them, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath? To save life or to kill or to destroy? But they kept silent after he became angry with them, even grieved because of the hardness of their heart. It says, and he said unto the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and it was restored whole as the other one. See, anger will sometimes create issues and problems for you, but you don't have to allow that to stop you from carrying forth the work of God. Christ said, your anger has encouraged me to do more. Your anger has encouraged me to keep moving and doing the things and healing the sick and raising the dead and doing the things that bring glory to the Father. See, remember Christ was here on the behalf of the Father. Someone said, a moment of patience in a moment of anger saves us from a thousand moments of regret. Quote, unquote. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. When anger calls you to sin, you haven't sinned against the person only that you're angry with. You've sinned against God. That's why he said, don't let your wrath, don't let your anger create a wrath. Or don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You, God, you're angry with God when you're angry with other people. God says, wait a minute. You can't harbor that in your heart and let the sun go down 
Because you may not wake up tomorrow to ask for forgiveness. You may not be able to repent of that because you may die in your sleep. And then I got to pass judgment because you let anger take you over. Some of, sometimes people harbor anger for years. You get mad at somebody and never get over it. Die and take it to the grave. And guess what? In judgment, they have to give an account for that anger. Don't allow anger to stir you to the point where you can. When you get so mad you get a headache, it's time for you to take a break. If you're that mad and you got a headache and you're confused, anger will make you confused. You won't know which way to go, which way, which way to turn or nothing. You're just sitting there all bubbled over. Anger, fear, fright, worry, aggravation. And that's what, that's what it does. It'll make you sit to your stomach. And God says, don't let anger overtake you. Don't let anger come into your heart to the point to where it creates problems. You have to be angry. You have to be angry at sin. You are to be angry. Christ got anger at the hardness of the heart, which was sin of those individuals and disciples standing and those uh, Pharisees and Sadducees standing there before him because he was working on this man and getting healing him. He got angry because they had a hardness of heart. They did not see the glory of God. They did not see the purpose of what he was doing. And he got angry. So you must be angry at sin. You have to get angry at sin. Because if you're not angry at sin, the devil says, I've won. You okay with sin? I've won. You have to be angry with sin. When somebody do you wrong, you, you should be angry. You did me wrong. But I forgive you. And I'm going to pray for you. That's what God says. Don't harbor it. Don't hold it. Let it go. Give it to God and let him deal with it. See, the battle is not yours, the scripture says. It's who? The Lord's. He'll fight your battle. He'll give you liberty. He'll give you victory. <clears throat> He'll help you to overcome all of the aggravations and degradations of a world full of all kind of atrocities and aggravations, disturbments. One storm after another, the world keeps breaking. As soon as you get out of one thing, guess what? Somebody over here stirring up something. As soon as you get out of that, somebody over here stirring up something. As soon as you get out of that, somebody back there stirring up something. But you got to keep focused. You have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ, Yeshua, our Savior. And when that mind is in you, you have the power to overcome everything. Because every time the devil come up against you, you said, I got you, brother. And you go down on your knees and you pray to God and say, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself to me, where shall I go? So he says, don't be angry. Continue to stay focused on the things of God. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. See Satan walking about who? He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He comes seeking whom he may devour. That's the word. Oh, Job found that out. Job was standing there and they were talking to God. And in the conversation, here come Satan. God having his meeting and here comes Satan. And the Lord said, Satan, what are you doing in my meeting? Satan said, well, I'm just walking to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? One that feareth God that you have evil. One that seeks me in prayer. He's never denied or forsaken or cursed my name. Have you considered Job? Yes, yes. The devil said, I bet you if I get to him, I'll make him curse you to your face. He said, go ahead, devil. Go ahead, Satan. Have, have at Job. Yep. And Satan attacked everything that Job had. Job never got angry. He said, the Lord giver, the Lord 
take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So anger should have no place in the life of a believer, in the life of a Christian, other than to be angry because someone has sinned or done you wrong. You get angry, but you get over it. Job didn't, he didn't get angry. He just kept praising God. I mean, the flesh fell off Job. He lost his family. He lost his home. He lost all of his crops. He lost all of his animals. He lost everything. Even his wife said, Job, you must be crazy. You should curse God and die. Job said, woman, you speak as a foolish woman. <laughs> but he kept his faith and his trust in God. And God, what, gave him double for his trouble. He allowed him to come out on, on top and gave him everything he had. He gave it back to him twice. Gave him a wife twice as good as the first one. He didn't give him two, but he gave him one twice as good as the first one. But the Bible says, don't allow anger to be harbored in your heart to the point to where you can't function. The devil is out to take over. Then he tells us in verse 20, he said, don't let, he said, let him that stole steal them all. What was going on in the city of Ephesus? They were harboring the blessings and trying to take the things of other people. And God said, don't do that. Don't harbor other people's stuff. You want something? Get a job, go to work, and make the money and go buy it. He said, don't, don't, don't harbor other people's things in your heart and try to take from them. God says, don't do that. That's what the word says. Don't allow that attitude. That's a spirit that allows you to do such things. He said, don't do that. Allow the power and the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart and to give you victory so you can go out and say, I trust God to provide for me and meet every one of my needs according to his riches and glory. Now notice that. The riches and glory has nothing to do with you. It's just what he's got stored up in glory. He said, I'm going to meet your needs according to my riches and glory. You didn't put anything in glory for God to give you. But he said, I've already got it stored up in glory. All you got to do is what? Rejoice and praise me and act. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. Matthew 7 and 7 tells us. Seek God for whatever it is you need and trust that he will provide it. Our ministry in Pakistan, we have to continue to remind them. They're saying we're praying and we're believing God. And I'm saying you have to pray and you have to believe God and you have to trust him. And you have to rely upon him. He will supply your every need. Just like he supplied the needs for us. You have to be faithful and trust him. He said, not only that, look at the rest of this verse. He said, let him that steal, stole, steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his own hands, that which is good, and that he may have to give to them that ask. Let no corrupt communications come out of your mouth. Uh-oh. No corrupt communication. See, the things you speak, you give life to. You got to remember that when you speak negative, you give it life. Somebody come to me, Pastor, what do you think about so-and-so and so-and-so? Brother, sister, pray for them. They need prayer. That's all you need to say. Pray for them. Encourage them. If I see somebody being a busybody, I'll find something for them to do and keep them busy so they can't be a busybody. That's what God says. Pray one for another. Keep them lifted up in prayer. The scripture tells us, not only that, he goes on and he, he closes out. He says, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. The Ruach HaKadosh of Yahuwah is what it says in the Hebrew. 
whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. He says, let all bitterness, all wrath, anger, clamor. What is clamor? He tells us what that is. Clamor, chatter, loud noises, bickering, protesting, all of these things that are against the scripture. Do people do? Wanting liberty, wanting deliverance, wanting justice. God said that's clamor. And don't get involved in that. He says, stay focused on the things of God. Keep your heart pure. Keep your heart clean. Keep your mind pure. Keep your mind clean. Sure, you don't agree with everything that's going on in America and other countries around the world. But God says, take it to the Lord in prayer. When you pray about it, prayer will move mountains. When you pray, say, God, move this mountain that's in my way. See, when you do that, you have a better chance of getting results. Somebody, we had a storm coming through here some time ago, a couple weeks ago, and somebody said, man, we got lucky and it, we, it missed us. I said, no, prayer sent it around us. People praying sent it around us. Remember Elijah prayed and it didn't rain for three years. And he prayed again, and there come up a cloud, and the rain started falling. God said, you have power. Christ is in the bow of a ship asleep, resting, relaxing. And the disciples were on top of the ship going crazy because there was a storm raging, wind blowing, rain beating and pounding against the ship. And they said, Lord, you're down here sleeping. We're about to get killed. Christ came up on top of the, on the bow of the ship and said, Peace. Be still. Winds calm. Rage and cease. The rain stopped. And there was a great calm. And he looked at them and said, where is your faith? In other words, you should have faith to calm the storm in your life. By your prayer. By your relationship with God. The Holy Spirit will lead you to do the things that you need to do to bring victory in your life. He goes on and tells us, finally, these words. He said, don't let malice, evil speaking, clamor, come out of your mouth. But he said, do this instead. Be kind one to another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Even as your whore for the Messiah's sake has forgiven you. Every time you want to get a go, off, go off against somebody, you say, God forgave me for something a whole lot worse. Amen. See, when you get to thinking with the mind of Christ, what happens is you begin to remember back when. And you say, Lord, let me just pray about this thing and leave it alone and let the Spirit within me, the Holy Spirit, manifest and move on my behalf. Let the Lord do the work. If you let him do it, guess what? You will find victory. You will find deliverance. You will defeat the enemy every time on your knees. The devil already knows he's defeated. He's just trying to carry everybody that he can with him when he goes. But what are you doing today? Are you allowing the power of God to manifest within your life? Are you giving Christ and letting him have your heart 
and giving him the victory for all of the things that you're experiencing in life. If you are doing that, don't worry. You are already on the way to deliverance. You're already on the way to victory. The captivity within you is going to have to be released because Christ has risen and given you victory. He said, I ain't giving you a spirit of fear. I gave you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Stand firm, stand tall, but don't let anger cause you to sin. May God bless you today. May heaven smile upon you. God bless you. He has been good to us. He has watched over us. He has kept us. And this morning, we want to just continue to give him glory and praise through the word. From the theme, overcoming the spirit of depression with the power of God. Overcoming the spirit of depression with the power of God. The word of God tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, beginning with verse 11, we won't just look at these words. Well, let's go back to verse 10. We'll start at verse 10. But Yah has revealed unto us by his spirit, for the Ruach searches all things, yea, the deep things of Yahuwah. For what man knows the things of a man, save the Ruach or spirit within that man or within him? Even so, the things of Yah knows no man, but by the Ruach, Holy Spirit within him. Amen. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of Yahuwah or God that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but in that which the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness unto him, Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? That he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ within each and every one of us. The word of God tells us and shares with us, having the mind of Christ is critical to being able to overcome the spirit of depression. Let us pray. Father, we bless you this morning. We praise and glorify your name. We thank you for your holy presence and we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit among us today. We worship you in spirit and in truth and now we come to partake from your table. Hide us behind the cross and come forth through your presence, Holy Spirit, and teach us that we may apply these principles to our lives and go out and share the gospel with those outside of this ministry, that they too may come into a knowledge and a light that you are God and besides you there is no other. And cry out, what must I do to be saved? In the mighty name of Yeshua, we ask and pray. 
All of God's people said, Amen. Amen. What is depression? And why is depression so busy, ramping, raging, racing, and destroying lives in our community today? Depression creates a lot of havoc. Someone said, sometimes when I say I'm okay, I want someone to look at me in the eyes, hold and hug me tight, and tell me that I'm not okay. Someone else said, every thought is a battle. Every breath is a war. And I don't think I'm winning anymore. Then someone else picked it up and said, I wake up and I realize I'm going to live. These are results of depression that hinders and destroys the minds of God's people. Depression has been said to be a mental disorder characterized by persistently Depressed moods, loss of interest in activities, causing significant impairment in daily life and living. Some call it bipolar, a disorder associated with episodes of mood swings, raging from depressive lows to manic highs. Depression causes stress of the mental and physical faculties in our bodies. It, it causes pressure and tension that results from demanding situations and circumstances in life that we have very little control over. It can rob you emotionally, physically, and spiritually, and psychologically of all of the things that God is pouring through your spirit man each and every day. Depression is a result of a chemical imbalance, someone said, caused by mood regulations, by the brain's genetic vulnerabilities. It is stressful events, medications, medical problems that is believed to have several different forces behind them that's creating the problem of depression. Depression tends to rob you, as I said, and take away from you that the joy that God has given unto you. But the word of God decrees and declares today unto us that we have power and victory over depression because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. David found himself in this situation and he cried out unto God. Psalms 42, David said, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and mourn within me? Praise God, he said, hope in God, for I will yet praise him for the salvation of his continent. He said, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember you from the land of Jordan and from the Hermans of Mount Fiskar. David told the story that he had been depressed. He had been robbed of all of the glory and all of the joy that he'd been experiencing in his kingdom. And he'd gotten into a state of depression. He got to the point that he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He maketh me to lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside still water. David decreed and declared, Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for God with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You have power over depression. You have liberty over depression. Sometimes you sit around and things are so gloom and doom you worry about how we're going to make it. But you know, Matthew tells us, take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow will take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient is the evil of every day. One day has enough going on it without you worrying about the next day or tomorrow or what will come. Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians, the, twelfth, the, the sixth chapter and the twelfth verse, he said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You see, in every city there is a prince that's been orchestrated to be there by Satan himself. And that prince's job is to go to and fro in the earth through demonic power and demonic forces. One of them is the spirit of depression. And his job is to oppress you and to keep you down, to keep you disturbed, and to keep you worried and confused, and to enter into your mind and to tell you little things or bring back things of the past to keep you burdened heavily. That's what depression does for you. But God said, not so to the children of God. The prince of the air works daily, 24 hours a day, trying to destroy the minds of God's people. But Christ disarmed the rulers and the principalities when he went to the cross and died. When he rose again, he broke the powers of all principalities and all rulers and all spiritual wickedness in high places. And you can be assured that you have nothing to worry about when it comes to the things of God. The word of God decrees and declares we have victory over depression if we simply seek God to assist us when we are down and out. When we read the word of God, it feeds the spiritual man. It feeds our soul. We feed the flesh daily. But when you read God's word every day and seek him in prayer, he gives you joy. He gives you the mind of Christ. So he said, what? Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And when we have the mind of Christ, we can overcome situations and circumstances of the world and the world system. God's word tells us and shares with us to seek him first and foremost. And all he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And all of the things that you need. All of the deliverances that you need. All the victories that you need in life. God is going to give it to you himself. Word of God tells us and shares with us. He tells us, give thanks to the Father who has made you. In, first Col in Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. He said, give thanks to the Father which has made us to meet, be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. He says, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and the kingdoms of his, to the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through the blood 
and the forgiveness of sin. When we ask for forgiveness and we seek Christ as Lord and Savior, we have power over the spirit of depression. We have power over the things that interfere, harm, and hurt us. When we trust God with all of our heart, our mind, our spirit, our soul, we have victory. Even though there are those in our lives that may oppress us. There are those in our lives that may come up against us. The word of God says, I have given you victory. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are an overcomer and you have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about, nothing to be ashamed of. For God has given you power and victory over every demonic power and every spirit of the devil. Who himself, the Bible tells us and shares with us, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether there be thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him. So principalities, rulers of darkness, powers of the underworld are all under the foot of Christ, for he defeated it all on Calvary. When depression rise up in your mind, tell that spirit, I rebuke you in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Get out of my life. Get out of my presence. Get out of my house. Get out of my family. Get away from my friends. Get away from my church. Get away from the things that God has orchestrated and ordained for me. Where is God say? You have victory. You have power over the attack of the devil through the spirit of depression. He tells us in chapter, he is before all things, Christ is. And by him, all things consist. And he is the head of the body, even the church, which is the beginning of all things. You know, I, 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 I listen, I got to deviate a little bit. I listen to these Hebrew Israelites, and they are teaching hatred from the word of God. And teaching that we are Israelites. And that's nothing wrong with teaching the truth. But don't teach it from a spirit of, uh, of hatred. When you teach that from a spirit of hatred, you are making issues for yourself with the God that's on the throne in heaven. You see, we are in the situation we are in in America, not because of anything any other race did to us. Let me make that True through all the, let me make that clear to you, Hebrew Israelites. Nobody in America did anything to us to cause us to be in our condition. The Bible said, if my people that are called by my name will seek my faith, humble themselves, pray, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. We are in our condition because our forefathers did not obey the word and the rule of God. So he sent us to these countries in ships that we may suffer for the things that they did. So it's no other race's fault that we suffer in America. God put us in this situation and when he's ready, he will deliver us. All races have a right to the gospel. All races have a right to the truth. All races have a right to salvation and not just Israelites. God said the time will come when, when, when I will be completed, I will be finished with all of those that are not Israelites, those that are not the children of Abraham. He said, and when the time is fulfilled for that Gentile race, I will step in 
and I will resurrect my people to power. And he didn't give that to any one man to run around and tell everybody they're wrong. We're talking about the word of God. You want the truth? They tried to stop me. I didn't want to talk to them because I know where I was going to go with that. Because we teach the word here. The Bible tells us and said that type of stuff is depressing. When you run up in somebody's face and tell them it's your fault that we're in this condition. It's not their fault that we're in this condition. God put us in this condition because our forefathers refused to obey his word, obey his command. So he sent us to nations around the world and he said, you're going to stay there for 400 years till I get ready to release you, till I get ready to awaken you, till I get ready to redeem you. Stay there. Suffer for my sake. Go through. And then when the time is right, I will resurrect you to power, to places of authority, to places of high position, to places in the heavenlies, places in the earth of strong power that you will rule and no man will be able to come against. Now let me get back to my sermon. I'm sorry we took a pause for a time and the Bible tells us and shares with us, David said in the word, he tells us in Psalms 34 and verse 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them and delivers them from all of their troubles. You got trouble this morning, burden this morning, the devil on your trail, war going on in your life. He says, call upon the name of Almighty God, Yahuwah HaMashiach. He said, seek his face and pray unto him and trust that he will deliver you. Amen. See, some of us in deliverance and the devil fighting harder because he don't want you to rise to that victory. That's why he continues to send the oppression. That's why he continues to fight you with the battles in your mind. Because he don't want you to win to victory. He don't want you to have victory. He wants you to think you're supposed to stay in that condition. But remember, when the praises go up, the blessings begin to fall and come down. You want to be blessed when you're going through. Praise his name. When you're in problems and trouble, praise his name. When things are bad in your life, Seek him in prayer and read the word of God. For the word of God is your strength. He said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we seek his face and praise him and give him glory, you start walking in victory you never thought you could see. God has got your back. He's got the battle. It's not yours and stop trying to fight it yourself. Give it to God and let it go. He tells us in 1 Peter 5, 1, 5, 1 Peter, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your cares upon him, because what? He cares for you. You're trying to struggle and fight depression on your own, taking all of those pills and all of those things. You need to seek God and ask him to transform your mind through the word. He said, a new mind I've given you. I've given you a new mind when you receive Christ. Your mind, you are transformed. He said, let this mind be in you which was in Christ. He said, be transformed in the book of Romans by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Reading his word every day. Seeking his face every day. Calling upon him every day. When you seek him and call upon him and pray to him, he renews your mind. When you read the word, it gives you fresh revelation. You don't always have to run into the closet, but you do have to pray. 
You do have to read the word. The word is like he said, these words I speak unto you in the book of John 663, they are spirit and they are light. Start speaking life to that situation and stop speaking gloom and doom. Stop speaking doubt to it. Speak life to it. I am a winner. I am on top. I am victorious. I walk in faith. I live in faith. I have a God of faith who is bigger than any problem in my life. That includes the spirit of depression. And I bind your power in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And as you bind his power, you will feel the power of God releasing you and taking that weight off of your shoulder. And you'll be able to float and give him praise and glory for all he's doing in your life. Psalm 40 verses 1 and 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned unto me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the muck and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm foundation. We can turn to God when the enemy attacks us and realize we can find comfort in his word. Finally, my brothers and sisters, he tells us in 2 Corinthians 3 and 4, praise be to God. Our Father and the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, our Christ, the Father of compassion, love, and the God of comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can find comfort and comfort those who are troubled. It is his will that we walk in the power, in the presence of his holiness, of his purity, of his love and righteousness. And realize we have nothing to worry about. There is nothing to fear. For someone said fear is false evidence that appear to be real. 90% of the things we feel or think going to happen to us never even happen. It is just the attack of the enemy on our mind. Let this mind be in you which is in Christ Yeshua our Savior. Walk in his glory. Read his word. Apply it to your life and speak life to every circumstance and situation that you face every single day for you got the victory and you are, should be encouraged. Isaiah tells us, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with the righteousness of my right hand. There is nothing for you to worry about. Matthew finally picks it up and he says, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest for your souls. See the devil attacks the soul. He attacks the soul and the soul reflected into the mind. And the mind, when the soul is hurt, the mind can only respond to the hurt. But when the soul is filled with the glory of God and the power of God and the word of God and the prayers of God, joy will manifest. Weeping men do it for the night. Joy comes in the morning. Christ said, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Rejoice in Christ. Know that you have victory over any spirit of the devil that tries to attack your life. Use the word of God and its power yes. to defeat the enemy when he attacked your life. Yes. You are somebody and God loves you with all of his being. Yes. 
He created you because you are important to everyone around you. He made you to live and not be confused and not be cast down and not be destroyed, but to be lifted up and to be exalted and to be appreciated and to be loved from his holiness, his purity, the deep-seated love of God. Let it manifest through Christ in your life. May God bless you today. And remember, you've got victory over the spirit of depression. Amen. Amen. He has been good to us. He has watched over us. He has kept us. And this morning, we want to just continue to give him glory and praise through the word. From the theme, overcoming the spirit of depression with the power of God. Overcoming the spirit of depression with the power of God. The word of God tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, beginning with verse 11, we won't just look at these words. Well, let's go back to verse 10. We'll start at verse 10. But Yah has revealed unto us by his spirit, for the Ruach searches all things, yea, the deep things of Yahuwah. For what man knows the things of a man, save the Ruach or spirit within that man or within him? Even so, the things of Yah knows no man but by the Ruach, Holy Spirit, within him. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of Yahuwah, or God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but in that which the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who have known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ within each and every one of us. The word of God tells us and shares with us, having the mind of Christ is critical to being able to overcome the spirit of Depression. Let us pray. Father, we bless you this morning. We praise and glorify your name. We thank you for your holy presence and we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit among us today. We worship you in spirit and in truth and now we come to partake from your table. Hide us behind the cross and come forth through your presence, Holy Spirit, and teach us that we may apply these principles to our lives and go out and share the gospel with those outside of this ministry. That they too may come into a knowledge and a light that you are God and besides you there is no other. And cry out, what must I do to be saved? In the mighty name of Yeshua, we ask and pray. 
All of God's people said, Amen. Amen. What is depression? And why is depression so busy, ramping, raging, racing, and destroying lives in our community today? Depression creates a lot of havoc. Someone said, sometimes when I say I'm okay, I want someone to look at me in the eyes, hold and hug me tight, and tell me that I'm not okay. Someone else said, every thought is a battle. Every breath is a war. And I don't think I'm winning anymore. Then someone else picked it up and said, I wake up and I realize I'm going to live. These are results of depression that hinders and destroys the minds of God's people. Depression has been said to be a mental disorder characterized by persistently depressed moods, loss of interest in activities, causing significant impairment in daily life and living. Some call it bipolar, a disorder associated with episodes of mood swings, ranging from depressive lows to manic highs. Depression causes stress of the mental and physical faculties in our bodies. It, it causes pressure and tension that results from demanding situations and circumstances in life that we have very little control over. It can rob you emotionally, physically, and spiritually, and psychologically of all of the things that God is pouring through your spirit man each and every day. Depression is a result of a chemical imbalance, someone said, caused by mood regulations, by the brain's genetic vulnerabilities. It is stressful events, medications, medical problems that is believed to have several different forces behind them that's creating the problem of depression. Depression tends to rob you, as I said, and take away from you that the joy that God has given unto you. But the word of God decrees and declares today unto us that we have power and victory over depression because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. David found himself in this situation and he cried out unto God. Psalms 42, David said, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and mourn within me? Praise God, he said, hope in God, for I will yet praise him for the salvation of his continent. He said, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember you from the land of Jordan and from the Hermans of Mount Fiskar. David told the story that he had been depressed. He had been robbed of all of the glory and all of the joy that he'd been experiencing in his kingdom. And he'd gotten into a state of depression. He got to the point that he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He maketh me to lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside still waters. David decreed and declared, Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for God with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You have power over depression. You have liberty over depression. Sometimes you sit around and things are so gloom and doom you worry about how we're going to make it. But you know, Matthew tells us, take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow will take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient is the evil of every day. One day has enough going on it without you worrying about the next day or tomorrow or what will come. Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians, the, 12, the, the sixth chapter and the 12th verse, he said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You see, in every city there is a prince that's been orchestrated to be there by Satan himself. And that prince's job is to go to and fro in the earth through demonic power and demonic forces. One of them is the spirit of depression. And his job is to oppress you and to keep you down, to keep you disturbed, and to keep you worried and confused, and to enter into your mind and to tell you little things or bring back things of the past to keep you burdened heavily. That's what depression does for you. But God said, not so to the children of God. The prince of the air works daily, 24 hours a day, trying to destroy the minds of God's people. But Christ disarmed the rulers and the principalities when he went to the cross and died. When he rose again, he broke the powers of all principalities and all rulers and all spiritual wickedness in high places. And you can be assured that you have nothing to worry about when it comes to the things of God. The word of God decrees and declares we have victory over depression if we simply seek God to assist us when we are down and out. When we read the word of God, it feeds the spiritual man. It feeds our soul. We feed the flesh daily. But when you read God's word every day and seek him in prayer, he gives you joy. He gives you the mind of Christ. For he said, what? Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And when we have the mind of Christ, we can overcome situations and circumstances of the world and the world system. God's word tells us and shares with us to seek him first and foremost and all he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all of the things that you need, all of the deliverances that you need, all the victories that you need in life, God is going to give it to you himself. Word of God tells us and shares with us. He tells us, give thanks to the Father who has made you in, first Col in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. He said, give thanks to the Father, which has made us to meet, be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He says, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and the kingdoms of his, to the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through the blood 
and the forgiveness of sin. When we ask for forgiveness and we seek Christ as Lord and Savior, we have power over the spirit of depression. We have power over the things that interfere, harm, and hurt us. When we trust God with all of our heart, our mind, our spirit, our soul, we have victory. Even though there are those in our lives that may oppress us. There are those in our lives that may come up against us. The word of God says, I have given you victory. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are an overcomer and you have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about, nothing to be ashamed of. For God has given you power and victory over every demonic power and every spirit of the devil. Who himself, the Bible tells us and shares with us, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether there be thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him. So principalities, rulers of darkness, powers of the underworld are all under the foot of Christ for he defeated it all on Calvary. When depression rise up in your mind, tell that spirit, I rebuke you in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Get out of my life. Get out of my presence. Get out of my house. Get out of my family. Get away from my friends. Get away from my church. Get away from the things that God has orchestrated and ordained for me. Where is God saying? You have victory. You have power over the attack of the devil through the spirit of depression. He tells us in chapter, he is before all things, Christ is. And by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, even the church, which is the beginning of all things. You know, I, 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 I listen, I got to deviate a little bit. I listen to these Hebrew Israelites and they are teaching Hatred from the word of God and teaching that we are Israelites and that's nothing wrong with teaching the truth But don't teach it from a spirit of, uh, of hatred when you teach that from a spirit of hatred you are Making issues for yourself with the God that's on the throne in heaven You see we are in the situation we are in in America not because of anything any other race did to us Let me make that True through all, but let me make that clear to you, Hebrew Israelites. Nobody in America did anything to us to cause us to be in our condition. The Bible said, if my people that are called by my name will seek my face, humble themselves, pray, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. We are in our condition because our forefathers did not obey the word and the rule of God. So he sent us to these countries in ships that we may suffer for the things that they did so it's no other racist fault that we suffer in america god put us in this situation and when he's ready he will deliver us all races have a right to the gospel all races have a right to the truth all races have a right to salvation and not just israelites god said the time will come when 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 i will be completed i will be finished with all of those that are not Israelites, those that are not the children of Abraham. He said, and when the time is fulfilled for that Gentile race, I will step in 
and I will resurrect my people to power. And he didn't give that to any one man to run around and tell everybody they're wrong. We're talking about the word of God. You want the truth? They tried to stop me. I didn't want to talk to them because I know where I was going to go with that. Because we teach the word here. The Bible tells us and said that type of stuff is depressing. When you run up in somebody's face and tell them it's your fault that we're in this condition. It's not their fault that we're in this condition. God put us in this condition because our forefathers refused to obey his word, obey his command. So he sent us to nations around the world and he said, you're going to stay there for 400 years till I get ready to release you, till I get ready to awaken you, till I get ready to redeem you. Stay there. Suffer for my sake. Go through. And then when the time is right, I will resurrect you to power, to places of authority, to places of high position, to places in the heavenlies, places in the earth of strong power that you will rule and no man will be able to come against. Now let me get back to my sermon. I'm sorry we took a pause for a time and the Bible tells us and shares with us, David said in the word, he tells us in Psalms 34 and verse 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them and delivers them from all of their troubles. Yeah, yeah. You got trouble this morning? Yeah. Burden this morning? Yeah. The devil on your trail? Whoa. War going on in your life? Yeah. He says, call upon the name of Almighty God, Yahuwah Hamashiach. He said, seek his face and pray unto him and trust that he will deliver you. Amen. See, some of us in deliverance and the devil fighting harder because he don't want you to rise to that victory. That's why he continues to send the oppression. That's why he continues to fight you with the battles in your mind. Because he don't want you to win to victory. He don't want you to have victory. He wants you to think you're supposed to stay in that condition. But remember, when the praises go up, the blessings begin to fall and come down. You want to be blessed when you're going through. Praise his name. When you're in problems and trouble, praise his name. When things are bad in your life, Seek him in prayer and read the word of God. For the word of God is your strength. He said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we seek his face and praise him and give him glory, you start walking in victory you never thought you could see. God has got your back. He's got the battle. It's not yours and stop trying to fight it yourself. Give it to God and let it go. He tells us in 1 Peter 5, 1, 5, 1 Peter, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your cares upon him, because what? He cares for you. You're trying to struggle and fight depression on your own, taking all of those pills and all of those things. You need to seek God and ask him to transform your mind through the word. He said, a new mind I've given you. I've given you a new mind when you receive Christ. Your mind, you are transformed. He said, let this mind be in you which was in Christ. He said, be transformed in the book of Romans by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Reading his word every day. Seeking his face every day. Calling upon him every day. When you seek him and call upon him and pray to him, he renews your mind. When you read the word, it gives you fresh revelation. You don't always have to run into the closet, but you do have to pray. 
You do have to read the word. The word is like he said, these words I speak unto you in the book of John 6.63, they are spirit and they are life. Start speaking life to that situation and stop speaking gloom and doom. Stop speaking doubt to it. Speak life to it. I am a winner. I am on top. I am victorious. I walk in faith. I live in faith. I have a God of faith who is bigger than any problem in my life. And that includes the spirit of depression. And I bind your power in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And as you bind his power, you will feel the power of God releasing you and taking that weight off of your shoulder. And you'll be able to float and give him praise and glory for all he's doing in your life. Psalm 40 verses 1 and 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned unto me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the muck and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm foundation. We can turn to God when the enemy attacks us and realize we can find comfort in his word. Finally, my brothers and sisters, he tells us in 2 Corinthians 3 and 4, praise be to God. Our Father and the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, our Christ, the Father of compassion and love and the God of comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can find comfort and comfort those who are troubled. It is his will that we walk in the power, in the presence of his holiness, of his purity, of his love and righteousness. And realize we have nothing to worry about. There is nothing to fear. For someone said fear is false evidence that appear to be real. 90% of the things we feel or think going to happen to us never even happen. It is just the attack of the enemy on our mind. Let this mind be in you which is in Christ Yeshua our Savior. Walk in his glory. Read his word. Apply it to your life and speak life to every circumstance and situation that you face every single day for you got the victory and you are, should be encouraged. Isaiah tells us do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with the righteousness of my right hand. There is nothing for you to worry about. Matthew finally picks it up and he says, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest for your souls. See the devil attacks the soul. He attacks the soul and the soul reflected into the mind. And the mind, when the soul is hurt, the mind can only respond to the hurt. But when the soul is filled with the glory of God and the power of God and the word of God and the prayers of God, joy will manifest. Weeping men do it for the night. Joy comes in the morning. Christ said, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Rejoice in Christ. Know that you have victory over any spirit of the devil that tries to attack your life. Use the word of God and its power yes. to defeat the enemy when he attacks your life. Yes. You are somebody. And God loves you with all of his being. Yes. 
He created you because you are important to everyone around you. He made you to live and not be confused and not be cast down and not be destroyed, but to be lifted up and to be exalted and to be appreciated and to be loved from his holiness, his purity, the deep-seated love of God. Let it manifest through Christ in your life. May God bless you today. And remember, you've got victory over the spirit of depression. Amen. Amen. He has been good to us. He has watched over us. He has kept us. And this morning, we want to just continue to give him glory and praise through the word. From the theme, overcoming the spirit of depression with the power of God. Overcoming the spirit of depression with the power of God. The word of God tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, beginning with verse 11. We won't just look at these words. Well, let's go back to verse 10. We'll start at verse 10. But Yah has revealed unto us by his spirit, for the Ruach searches all things, yea, the deep things of Yahuwah. For what man knows the things of a man, save the Ruach or spirit within that man or within him? Even so, the things of Yah knows no man, but by the Ruach, Holy Spirit within him. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of Yahuwah, or God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but in that which the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, teaches Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ within each and every one of us. The word of God tells us and shares with us, having the mind of Christ is critical to being able to overcome the spirit of depression. Let us pray. Father, we bless you this morning. We praise and glorify your name. We thank you for your holy presence and we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit among us today. We worship you in spirit and in truth and now we come to partake from your table. Hide us behind the cross and come forth through your presence, Holy Spirit, and teach us that we may apply these principles to our lives and go out and share the gospel with those outside of this ministry that they too may come into a knowledge and a light that you are God and besides you there is no other. And cry out, what must I do to be saved? In the mighty name of Yeshua, we ask and pray. 
All of God's people said, Amen. Amen. What is depression? And why is depression so busy, ramping, raging, racing, and destroying lives in our community today? Depression creates a lot of havoc. Someone said, sometimes when I say I'm okay, I want someone to look at me in the eyes, hold and hug me tight, and tell me that I'm not okay. Someone else said, every thought is a battle. Every breath is a war. And I don't think I'm winning anymore. Then someone else picked it up and said, I wake up and I realize I'm going to live. These are results of depression that hinders and destroys the minds of God's people. Depression has been said to be a mental disorder characterized by persistently depressed moods, loss of interest in activities, causing significant impairment in daily life and living. Some call it bipolar, a disorder associated with episodes of mood swings, ranging from depressive lows to manic highs. Depression causes stress of the mental and physical faculties in our bodies. It, it causes pressure and tension that results from demanding situations and circumstances in life that we have very little control over. It can rob you emotionally, physically, and spiritually, and psychologically of all of the things that God is pouring through your spirit man each and every day. Depression is a result of a chemical imbalance, someone said, caused by mood regulations, by the brain's genetic vulnerabilities. It is stressful events, medications, medical problems that is believed to have several different forces behind them that's creating the problem of depression. Depression tends to rob you, as I said, and take away from you that the joy that God has given unto you. But the word of God decrees and declares today unto us that we have power and victory over depression because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. David found himself in this situation and he cried out unto God. Psalms 42, David said, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and mourn within me? Praise God, he said, hope in God, for I will yet praise him for the salvation of his continent. He said, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember you from the land of Jordan and from the Hermans of Mount Fiskar. David told the story that he had been depressed. He had been robbed of all of the glory and all of the joy that he'd been experiencing in his kingdom. And he'd gotten into a state of depression. He got to the point that he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He maketh me to lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside still waters. David decreed and declared, Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You have power over depression. You have liberty over depression. Sometimes you sit around and things are so gloom and doom you worry about how we're going to make it. But you know, Matthew tells us, take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow will take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient is the evil of every day. One day has enough going on it without you worrying about the next day or tomorrow or what will come. Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians, the, twelfth, the, the sixth chapter and the twelfth verse, he said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You see, in every city there is a prince that's been orchestrated to be there by Satan himself. And that prince's job is to go to and fro in the earth through demonic power and demonic forces. One of them is the spirit of depression. And his job is to oppress you and to keep you down, to keep you disturbed, and to keep you worried and confused, and to enter into your mind and to tell you little things or bring back things of the past to keep you burdened heavily. That's what depression does for you. But God said, not so to the children of God. The prince of the air works daily, 24 hours a day, trying to destroy the minds of God's people. But Christ disarmed the rulers and the principalities when he went to the cross and died. When he rose again, he broke the powers of all principalities and all rulers and all spiritual wickedness in high places. And you can be assured that you have nothing to worry about when it comes to the things of God. The word of God decrees and declares we have victory over depression if we simply seek God to assist us when we are down and out. When we read the word of God, it feeds the spiritual man. It feeds our soul. We feed the flesh daily. But when you read God's word every day and seek him in prayer, he gives you joy. He gives you the mind of Christ. For he said, what? Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And when we have the mind of Christ, we can overcome situations and circumstances of the world and the world system. God's word tells us and shares with us to seek him first and foremost. And all he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And all of the things that you need. All of the deliverances that you need. All the victories that you need in life. God is going to give it to you himself. Word of God tells us and shares with us. He tells us, give thanks to the Father who has made you. In, first Col in Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. He said, give thanks to the Father which has made us to meet, be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He says, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and the kingdoms of his, to the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through the blood 
and the forgiveness of sin. When we ask for forgiveness and we seek Christ as Lord and Savior, we have power over the spirit of depression. We have power over the things that interfere, harm, and hurt us. When we trust God with all of our heart, our mind, our spirit, our soul, we have victory. Even though there are those in our lives that may oppress us. There are those in our lives that may come up against us. The word of God says, I have given you victory. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are an overcomer and you have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about, nothing to be ashamed of. For God has given you power and victory over every demonic power and every spirit of the devil. Who himself, the Bible tells us in Jezebel, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether there be thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him. So principalities, rulers of darkness, powers of the underworld are all under the foot of Christ, for he defeated it all on Calvary. When depression rise up in your mind, tell that spirit, I rebuke you in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Get out of my life. Get out of my presence. Get out of my house. Get out of my family. Get away from my friends. Get away from my church. Get away from the things that God has orchestrated and ordained for me. Where is God said, You have victory. You have power over the attack of the devil through the spirit of depression. He tells us in chapter, he is before all things, Christ is. And by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, even the church, which is the beginning of all things. You know, I, 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 I listen, I got to deviate a little bit. I listen to these Hebrew Israelites, and they are teaching hatred from the word of God. And teaching that we are Israelites, and that's nothing wrong with teaching the truth. But don't teach it from a spirit of, uh, of hatred. When you teach that from a spirit of hatred, you are making issues for yourself with the God that's on the throne in heaven. You see, we are in the situation we're in in America, not because of anything any other race did to us. Let me make that true through all, let me make that clear to you, Hebrew Israelites. Nobody in America did anything to us to cause us to be in our condition. The Bible said, if my people that are called by my name will seek my face, humble themselves, pray, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. We are in our condition because our forefathers did not obey the word and the rule of God. So he sent us to these countries in ships that we may suffer for the things that they did. So it's no other racist fault that we suffer in America. God put us in this situation, and when he's ready, he will deliver us. All races have a right to the gospel. All races have a right to the truth. All races have a right to salvation, and not just Israelites. God said, the time will come when, when, when I will be completed, I will be finished with all of those that are not Israelites. Those that are not the children of Abraham. He said, and when the time is fulfilled for that Gentile race, I will step in 
and I will resurrect my people to power. And he didn't give that to any one man to run around and tell everybody they're wrong. We're talking about the word of God. You want the truth? They tried to stop me. I didn't want to talk to them because I know where I was going to go with that. Because we teach the word here. The Bible tells us and said that type of stuff is depressing. When you run up in somebody's face and tell them it's your fault that we're in this condition. It's not their fault that we're in this condition. God put us in this condition because our forefathers refused to obey his word, obey his command. So he sent us to nations around the world and he said, you're going to stay there for 400 years till I get ready to release you, till I get ready to awaken you, till I get ready to redeem you. Stay there. Suffer for my sake. Go through. And then when the time is right, I will resurrect you to power, to places of authority, to places of high position, to places in the heavenlies, places in the earth of strong power that you will rule and no man will be able to come against. Now let me get back to my sermon. I'm sorry we took a pause for a time and the Bible tells us and shares with us, David said in the word, he tells us in Psalms 34 and verse 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them and delivers them from all of their troubles. Yes, yes. You got trouble this morning, yes. burden this morning, yes. the devil on your trail, war going on in your life. Yes. He says, call upon the name of Almighty God, Yahuwah Hamashiach. He said, seek his face and pray unto him and trust that he will deliver you. Amen. See, some of us in deliverance and the devil fighting harder because he don't want you to rise to that victory. That's why he continues to send the oppression. That's why he continues to fight you with the battles in your mind. Because he don't want you to win to victory. He don't want you to have victory. He wants you to think you're supposed to stay in that condition. But remember, when the praises go up, the blessings begin to fall and come down. You want to be blessed when you're going through. Praise his name. When you're in problems and trouble, praise his name. When things are bad in your life, Seek him in prayer and read the word of God. For the word of God is your strength. He said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we seek his face and praise him and give him glory, you start walking in victory you never thought you could see. God has got your back. He's got the battle. It's not yours and stop trying to fight it yourself. Give it to God and let it go. He tells us in 1 Peter 5, 1, 5, 1 Peter, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your cares upon him, because what? He cares for you. You're trying to struggle and fight depression on your own, taking all of those pills and all of those things. You need to seek God and ask him to transform your mind through the word. He said, a new mind I've given you. I've given you a new mind when you receive Christ. Your mind, you are transformed. He said, let this mind be in you which was in Christ. He said, be transformed in the book of Romans by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Reading his word every day. Seeking his face every day. Calling upon him every day. When you seek him and call upon him and pray to him, he renews your mind. When you read the word, it gives you fresh revelation. You don't always have to run into the closet, but you do have to pray. 
you do have to read the word. The word is like he said, these words I speak unto you in the book of John 6.63, they are spirit and they are life. Start speaking life to that situation and stop speaking gloom and doom. Stop speaking doubt to it. Speak life to it. I am a winner. I am on top. I am victorious. I walk in faith. I live in faith. I have a God of faith who is bigger than any problem in my life. That includes the spirit of depression. And I bind your power in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And as you bind his power, you will feel the power of God releasing you and taking that weight off of your shoulder. And you'll be able to float and give him praise and glory for all he's doing in your life. Psalm 40 verses 1 and 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned unto me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the muck and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm foundation. We can turn to God when the enemy attacks us and realize we can find comfort in his word. Finally, my brothers and sisters, he tells us in 2 Corinthians 3 and 4, praise be to God. Our Father and the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, our Christ, the Father of compassion, love, and the God of comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can find comfort and comfort those who are troubled. It is his will that we walk in the power, in the presence of his holiness, of his purity, of his love and righteousness. And realize we have nothing to worry about. There is nothing to fear. For someone said fear is false evidence that appear to be real. 90% of the things we feel or think going to happen to us never even happen. It is just the attack of the enemy on our mind. Let this mind be in you which is in Christ Yeshua our Savior. Walk in his glory. Read his word. Apply it. To your life and speak life to every circumstance and situation that you face every single day. For you got the victory and you are, should be encouraged. Isaiah tells us, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with the righteousness of my right hand. There is nothing for you to worry about. Matthew finally picks it up and he says, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest for your souls. See the devil attacks the soul. He attacks the soul and the soul reflects it into the mind. And the mind, when the soul is hurt, the mind can only respond to the hurt. But when the soul is filled with the glory of God and the power of God and the word of God and the prayers of God, joy will manifest. Weeping men do it for the night. Joy comes in the morning. Christ said, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Rejoice in Christ. Know that you have victory over any spirit of the devil that tries to attack your life. Use the word of God and its power to defeat the enemy when he attacks your life. You are somebody and God loves you with all of his being. 
He created you because you are important to everyone around you. He made you to live and not be confused and not be cast down and not be destroyed, but to be lifted up and to be exalted and to be appreciated and to be loved from his holiness, his purity, the deep-seated love of God. Let it manifest through Christ in your life. May God bless you today. And remember, you've got victory over the spirit of depression. Amen. Amen. He has been good to us. He has watched over us. He has kept us. And this morning, we want to just continue to give him glory and praise through the word. From the theme, overcoming the spirit of depression with the power of God. Overcoming the spirit of depression with the power of God. The word of God tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, beginning with verse 11. We won't just look at these words. Well, let's go back to verse 10. We'll start at verse 10. But Yah has revealed unto us by his spirit, for the Ruach searches all things, yea, the deep things of Yahuwah. For what man knows the things of a man, save the Ruach or spirit within that man or within him? Even so, the things of Yah knows no man, but by the Ruach, Holy Spirit within him. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of Yahuwah, or God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but in that which the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who have known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ within each and every one of us. The word of God tells us and shares with us, having the mind of Christ is critical to being able to overcome the spirit of depression. Let us pray. Father, we bless you this morning. We praise and glorify your name. We thank you for your holy presence and we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit among us today. We worship you in spirit and in truth and now we come to partake from your table. Hide us behind the cross and come forth through your presence, Holy Spirit, and teach us that we may apply these principles to our lives and go out and share the gospel with those outside of this ministry that they too may come into a knowledge and a light that you are God and besides you there is no other. And cry out, what must I do to be saved? In the mighty name of Yeshua, we ask and pray. 
All of God's people said, Amen. Amen. What is depression? And why is depression so busy, ramping, raging, racing, and destroying lives in our community today? Depression creates a lot of havoc. Someone said, sometimes when I say I'm okay, I want someone to look at me in the eyes, hold and hug me tight, and tell me that I'm not okay. Someone else said, every thought is a battle. Every breath is a war. And I don't think I'm winning anymore. Then someone else picked it up and said, I wake up and I realize I'm going to live. These are results of depression that hinders and destroys the minds of God's people. Depression has been said to be a mental disorder characterized by persistently Depressed moods, loss of interest in activities, causing significant impairment in daily life and living. Some call it bipolar, a disorder associated with episodes of mood swings, raging from depressive lows to manic highs. Depression causes stress of the mental and physical faculties in our bodies. It it causes pressure and tension that results from demanding situations and circumstances in life that we have very little control over. It can rob you emotionally, physically, and spiritually, and psychologically of all of the things that God is pouring through your spirit man each and every day. Depression is a result of a chemical imbalance, someone said, caused by mood regulations, by the brain's genetic vulnerabilities. It is stressful events, medications, medical problems that is believed to have several different forces behind them that's creating the problem of depression. Depression tends to rob you, as I said, and take away from you that the joy that God has given unto you. But the word of God decrees and declares today unto us that we have power and victory over depression because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. David found himself in this situation and he cried out unto God. Psalms 42, David said, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and mourn within me? Praise God, he said, hope in God, for I will yet praise him for the salvation of his continence. He said, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember you from the land of Jordan and from the Hermans of Mount Fiskar. David told the story that he had been depressed. He had been robbed of all of the glory and all of the joy that he'd been experiencing in his kingdom. And he'd gotten into a state of depression. He got to the point that he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He maketh me to lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside still waters. David decreed and declared, Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You have power over depression. You have liberty over depression. Sometimes you sit around and things are so gloom and doom you worry about how we're going to make it. But you know, Matthew tells us, take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow will take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient is the evil of every day. One day has enough going on in it without you worrying about the next day or tomorrow or what will come. Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians, the, twelfth, the, the sixth chapter and the twelfth verse, he said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You see, in every city there is a prince that's been orchestrated to be there by Satan himself. And that prince's job is to go to and fro in the earth through demonic power and demonic forces. One of them is the spirit of depression. And his job is to oppress you and to keep you down, to keep you disturbed, and to keep you worried and confused, and to enter into your mind and to tell you little things or bring back things of the past to keep you burdened heavily. That's what depression does for you. But God said, not so to the children of God. The prince of the air works daily, 24 hours a day, trying to destroy the minds of God's people. But Christ disarmed the rulers and the principalities when he went to the cross and died. When he rose again, he broke the powers of all principalities and all rulers and all spiritual wickedness in high places. And you can be assured that you have nothing to worry about when it comes to the things of God. The word of God decrees and declares we have victory over depression if we simply seek God to assist us when we are down and out. When we read the word of God, it feeds the spiritual man. It feeds our soul. We feed the flesh daily. But when you read God's word every day and seek him in prayer, he gives you joy. He gives you the mind of Christ. For he said, what? Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And when we have the mind of Christ, we can overcome situations and circumstances of the world and the world system. God's word tells us and shares with us to seek him first and foremost and all he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all of the things that you need, all of the deliverances that you need, all the victories that you need in life, God is going to give it to you himself. Word of God tells us and shares with us. He tells us, give thanks to the Father who has made you in first Colossians, in Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 he said give thanks to the father which has made us to meet be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light he says who have delivered us from the power of darkness and the kingdoms of his to the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through the blood 
and the forgiveness of sin. When we ask for forgiveness and we seek Christ as Lord and Savior, we have power over the spirit of depression. We have power over the things that interfere, harm, and hurt us. When we trust God with all of our heart, our mind, our spirit, our soul, we have victory. Even though there are those in our lives that may oppress us. There are those in our lives that may come up against us. The word of God says, I have given you victory. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are an overcomer and you have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about, nothing to be ashamed of. For God has given you power and victory over every demonic power and every spirit of the devil. Who himself, the Bible tells us in Shepherdus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether there be thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him. So principalities, rulers of darkness, powers of the underworld, are all under the foot of Christ, for he defeated it all on Calvary. When depression rise up in your mind, tell that spirit, I rebuke you in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Get out of my life. Get out of my presence. Get out of my house. Get out of my family. Get away from my friends. Get away from my church. Get away from the things that God has orchestrated and ordained for me. Where is God said, You have victory. You have power over the attack of the devil through the spirit of depression. He tells us in chapter, he is before all things, Christ is. And by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, even the church, which is the beginning of all things. You know, I, 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 I listen, I got to de deviate a little bit. I listen to these Hebrew Israelites, and they are teaching hatred from the word of God. And teaching that we are Israelites, and that's nothing wrong with teaching the truth. But don't teach it from a spirit of, uh, of hatred. When you teach that from a spirit of hatred, you are making issues for yourself with the God that's on the throne in heaven. You see, we are in the situation we're in in America, not because of anything any other race did to us. Let me make that true through all, let me make that clear to you, Hebrew Israelites. Nobody in America did anything to us to cause us to be in our condition. The Bible said, if my people that are called by my name will seek my face, humble themselves, pray, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. We are in our condition because our forefathers did not obey the word and the rule of God. So he sent us to these countries in ships that we may suffer for the things that they did. So it's no other racist fault that we suffer in America. God put us in this situation, and when he's ready, he will deliver us. All races have a right to the gospel. All races have a right to the truth. All races have a right to salvation, and not just Israelites. God said, the time will come when, when, when I will be completed, I will be finished with all of those that are not Israelites. Those that are not the children of Abraham. He said, and when the time is fulfilled for that Gentile race, I will step in 
and I will resurrect my people to power. And he didn't give that to any one man to run around and tell everybody they're wrong. We're talking about the word of God. You want the truth? They tried to stop me. I didn't want to talk to them because I know where I was going to go with that. Because we teach the word here. The Bible tells us and said that type of stuff is depressing. When you run up in somebody's face and tell them it's your fault that we're in this condition. It's not their fault that we're in this condition. God put us in this condition because our forefathers refused to obey his word, obey his command. So he sent us to nations around the world and he said, you're going to stay there for 400 years till I get ready to release you, till I get ready to awaken you, till I get ready to redeem you. Stay there. Suffer for my sake. Go through. And then when the time is right, I will resurrect you to power, to places of authority, to places of high position, to places in the heavenly, places in the earth of strong power that you will rule and no man will be able to come against. Now let me get back to my sermon. I'm sorry we took a pause for a time now. The Bible tells us and shares with us, David said in the word, he tells us in Psalms 34 and verse 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them and delivers them from all of their troubles. Yes, yes. You got trouble this morning, yes. burden this morning, yes. the devil on your trail, war going on in your life. Yes. He says, call upon the name of Almighty God, Yahuwah Hamashiach. He said, seek his face and pray unto him and trust that he will deliver you. Amen. See, some of us in deliverance and the devil fighting harder because he don't want you to rise to that victory. That's why he continues to send the oppression. That's why he continues to fight you with the battles in your mind. Because he don't want you to win to victory. He don't want you to have victory. He wants you to think you're supposed to stay in that condition. But remember, when the praises go up, the blessings begin to fall and come down. You want to be blessed when you're going through. Praise his name. When you're in problems and trouble, praise his name. When things are bad in your life, Seek him in prayer and read the word of God. For the word of God is your strength. He said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we seek his face and praise him and give him glory, you start walking in victory you never thought you could see. God has got your back. He's got the battle. It's not yours and stop trying to fight it yourself. Give it to God and let it go. He tells us in 1 Peter 5, 1, 5, 1 Peter, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your cares upon him, because what? He cares for you. You're trying to struggle and fight depression on your own, taking all of those pills and all of those things. You need to seek God and ask him to transform your mind through the word. He said, a new mind I've given you. I've given you a new mind when you receive Christ. Your mind, you are transformed. He said, let this mind be in you will present Christ. He said, be transformed in the book of Romans by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Reading his word every day. Seeking his face every day. Calling upon him every day. When you seek him and call upon him and pray to him, he renews your mind. When you read the word, it gives you fresh revelation. You don't always have to run into the closet, but you do have to pray. 
You do have to read the word. The word is like he said, these words I speak unto you in the book of John 6.63, they are spirit and they are life. Start speaking life to that situation and stop speaking gloom and doom. Stop speaking doubt to it. Speak life to it. I am a winner. I am on top. I am victorious. I walk in faith. I live in faith. I have a God of faith who is bigger than any problem in my life. And that includes the spirit of depression. And I bind your power in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And as you bind his power, you will feel the power of God releasing you and taking that weight off of your shoulder. And you will be able to float and give him praise and glory for all he's doing in your life. Psalm 40, verses 1 and 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned unto me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the muck and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm foundation. We can turn to God when the enemy attacks us and realize we can find comfort in his word. Finally, my brothers and sisters, he tells us in 2 Corinthians 3 and 4. Praise be to God, our Father, and the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, our Christ, the Father of compassion, love, and the God of comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can find comfort and comfort those who are troubled. It is his will that we walk in the power, in the presence of his holiness, of his purity, of his love and righteousness. And realize we have nothing to worry about. There is nothing to fear. For someone said fear is false evidence that appear to be real. 90% of the things we feel or think going to happen to us never even happen. It is just the attack of the enemy on our mind. Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Yeshua, our Savior. Walk in his glory, read his word, apply it to your life, and speak life to every circumstance and situation that you face every single day. For you've got the victory, and you are, should be encouraged. Isaiah tells us, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. And help you. I will uphold you with the righteousness of my right hand. There is nothing for you to worry about. Matthew finally picks it up and he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest for your souls. See, the devil attacks the soul, he attacks the soul, and the soul reflects it into the mind. And the mind, when the soul is hurt, the mind can only respond to the hurt. But when the soul is filled with the glory of God and the power of God and the word of God and the prayers of God, joy will manifest. Weeping men do it for the night. Joy comes in the morning. Christ said, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Rejoice in Christ. Know that you have victory. Over any spirit of the devil that tries to attack your life. Use the word of God and its power to defeat the enemy when he attacks your life. You are somebody. And God loves you with all of his being. 
He created you because you are important to everyone around you. He made you to live and not be confused and not be cast down and not be destroyed, but to be lifted up and to be exalted and to be appreciated and to be loved from his holiness, his purity, the deep-seated love of God. Let it manifest through Christ in your life. May God bless you today. And remember, you've got victory over the spirit of depression. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Amen.